Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well before there was a settlement of the Rams lawsuit that St. Louis had filed against the Rams in the NFL, people would ask me, well, what's going to happen with the money when we get it? What's going to happen with the money? And the money has been around for a while, and now it has finally been invested, even though we haven't, to my knowledge, determined what's going to happen with the money. And to untangle a little bit of this and answer some questions for us. The vice chair of the RSA, which runs the the Dome, Dave Spence, joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Dave, thanks so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Rand and Carrie. How are you guys doing? We're we're doing terrific. uh, Chief Swift. Great chief swim last night. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I said to these two before we got started. I said, uh, "Bulletin: The Chiefs are pretty good." Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Mahomes, is, Mahomes, is, and uh, and Kelsey are just superhuman. Yeah, they're they're unbelievable. Okay, so let's talk about you getting uh, added to the RSA's board, and you're the vice chair of the board. Uh, did that Did that happen before the money came? Just take us to how we got to where we are right now. Okay, well, there's an 11-person board that has always been in place. Uh, It's three appointed by the city, three appointed by the county, and five by the state, because those are the three entities that formed the RSA originally and funded the Dome over the years. So I was elected in, I think my first meeting was in March, uh, by the state, and had to be confirmed by the Senate and go down to Jeff City and everything else, background check. So you know, everybody's gone through a little bit of, of uh, pain to get to be on this committee with no compensation. And uh, so it's people, 11-person board, who we get together now once a month. Uh, we were meeting once a quarter. And uh, so now the money is invested, although it comes up, those investments come due in January. Uh, it took a while for the other two entities to agree to invest it, which still confounds me, but I can't look backwards. Uh, but we will have made $7 million of interest on the original 512 uh, come January. So that's not chump change. And, you know, we're, what we're trying to do is to make sure that we are being, uh, using an overworked term, thoughtful about where these funds go, because uh, once they're gone, they're gone. And uh, we need to do something different in our community, meaning we need to make long-term investments that – either enhance public safety, quality of life, recruitment, job training, something that changes the narrative in our community. There's plenty of relief package funds between the county and the city that they're still trying to decide. These funds should be set aside so that they can last eight to 10 years and we can get more interest and pay off that interest and then bring down the principal over time. So, Dave, even though you're looking forward, I want to look back for just a moment. Do you have an approximation? You mentioned $7 million by January will have been gained with these investments. 
How much did the entities miss out on by not investing sooner? Well, it's, it's hard to determine, Randy. I appreciate that question. It's a, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's much to be gained by that, but I, I know that uh, U.S. Treasury rates have gone up substantially since we originally got involved in it. So, you know, it might have been like two and a half percent versus now we're getting three point six six percent. But uh, yes, there's been some. There were some opportunities uh, that weren't maximized. How about that? Okay, good. Hey, Dave, you talked about the many different uh, places that that money could be allocated. What do you feel is, though, the the most important one for for the city of St. Louis? Well, for the city, keep in mind, the only two entities that get money where this should be invested, it's not going to be invested in anywhere other than St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it doesn't go to, you know, Lincoln County or Jefferson County or Eastside or, you know, whatever. So it's St. Louis City, St. Louis County. Uh, You know, Terry, that's a a big question because – you know, if you ask uh, somebody in the re- in the city, they'd probably say, "Pick up the dang trash." Yeah. You know, or <laughs> or uh, make the streets safer. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to solve all those issues. Uh, there seems to me there's plenty of uh, relief package money that they should be able to get that done as is. I think this should be for uh, bricks and mortar. It should be for, and we're, and we're not talking about like you know building a headquarters for a company. What we're doing is is maybe improving uh, facilities for our kids. It could be job training. It could be uh, a multitude of things. And maybe some of the best ideas aren't even out there for a couple of years. Would it be, I mean, when I drive down 70, you see a lot of buildings that are, are you know, kind of <laughs> torn down and run down. Would it be maybe allocating funds to, to keep up those buildings or tear those down and build something new? Uh, maybe. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to play judge and jury. I mean, you know, I think that uh, it'd be great to have a process where all these these ideas could be vetted and uh, substantiated and said, yes, that if you spend X amount, it results in this and this and this, and everybody agrees uh, versus just saying, yeah, we made a decision behind closed doors and, you know, 50 million is going to go to this and 40 million is going to that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, we've tried that before in our community. And, you know, here we are kind of stuck in some of the same issues. Uh, So I saw that, as you had mentioned, you guys have put it in a fund and there's a quote here in the Post-Dispatch about the goal is to maximize the community benefit and to have a transformative, multi-generational economic impact in the St. Louis region, kind of as you were talking about there. So you kind of foresee this as funds that you look to continue to grow and also kind of pick from throughout, you know, the years, the decades, something that can continue to help St. Louis, or it's not something that you guys, as you mentioned there, you're going to look to solve problems now. You want this to be able to be a resource for people to continue to use. Well, I I don't know. If we can solve a problem now, that's great. Uh, I think everybody would be in favor of that. But, you know, keep in mind, right now, if you, uh, we're we're invested at 3.66%, so somebody out there can do the math on $512 Uh, but you know, if we invest, if we take a little longer term view, we can get, you know, over 4%. And, you know, at that rate, it produces around 21, 22 million a year. Well, you know, you do that, that makes a big impact. And so it's the power of compounded interest. I'm not trying to say we should keep the money from anybody. That's not my point. My point is, Let's be smart about it. And Dave, let's, this let's, seems, let's, 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 it seems to me, in, in being smart, if, if I'm an individual and I win the lottery and I can let that $500 million sit there and I can live off the interest, that's a smart move, right? Is that what you're talking about? 
Well, I wouldn't say that we never touch it. I don't because mm-hmm. I don't, it you know it is the taxpayers' money. Right, um, right. You know this is this is taxpayers' money uh, and mainly the the state taxpayers' money, but they weren't privy to the lawsuit. Uh, the state paid in fifty six million, and the and the county and the city have paid in twenty eight over the years each. So it's it's a lot of taxpayer money, but I, gosh, doesn't you know everybody has their own version of common sense, but mm-hmm. you know some of us think that compounded interest. Pay you know pay the some of the interest out per year a little bit of the principal per year and if there's and if you're stretching for ideas that don't make sense don't spend the money. Dave is somebody that's you're the vice chair of the RSA so you have a vested interest in the dome. Where do we stand right now in terms of the dome in regards to necessary improvements? Is it worth it to improve the dome for how much it's used right now? Is that something that's even on the table? Yes, it, it, there is. There's a there is a uh, there is a fund out there that goes. There's been two million dollars paid in, five hundred thousand by the city, five hundred thousand by the county, and a million by the state. That has two more years left. That goes into a fund used for capital improvements. We also want to get reimbursed for the eighteen million dollars we put out for the proposal to put a riverfront stadium. So we so it's yes. Randy, go back to your question. I'll answer it directly. Is yes, it's worth it because steel doesn't go bad, concrete doesn't go bad. Now, could you improve some of it? Yes. Does it probably need a new turf at some point? Yes. Do you need to have a rainy day fund for a new roof? Yes. Uh, do, you, do you need new dashboards? Probably. But uh, a successful year at the dome, and that, this is something I really didn't have an appreciation for, but uh, is about thirty to thirty-five events. Now, without the Rams there, you know, everybody always said, oh, you'll do better without the Rams. Put aside the, the, we lost the Rams. But as far as opening up the calendar for events. So it's one of the few convention centers slash domes in the country. So that attracts its own level of events. You know, so you could have, you know, uh, I know that uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is coming up with 50,000 people coming into town. Uh, and they will use the dome and the convention center. Things like the Baptist conventions come in. Uh, you know, so there there are things you know, like that. Mizzou, Illinois is going to come back uh, in football. Uh, the Battle Hawks are coming back. Uh, they do have their share of events. Could it be freshened up? Absolutely. Uh, but we need to get past this settlement. And uh, you know, we'd like to put selective investments back in it uh, and have more events and create more revenue for both the convention center and the dome. Hey, Dave, with it uh, being Thanksgiving, uh, I know you are a Kirkwood alum. I know that this Thanksgiving is a, a special day for Kirkwood and, and Webster Groves. Give me your, your, your best uh, Turkey Day game memory that you have from, from your time or, or any time through and uh, just being a Kirkwood guy. Well, man, it, it, it's, uh, I moved to Kirkwood when I was 16 uh, from North County because I know you're a Hazelwood guy. I am. <laughs> I, 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 used to, I, went, I moved from Rittner to Kirkwood. So my first, I only had two years when I was there, but it was always cold as heck. But it was, <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it, was a, a, it was an electric game, though. I mean, and, that's, and, and both Webster and Kirkwood were powerhouses during the time I was there, but those were also when dinosaurs were on Earth. <laughs> Hey, last thing for Dave Spence, vice chair of the RSA, and uh, you're involved in many of these negotiations to to determine where the money goes. I got to tell you, my fuse would be short. So when you're sitting in these meetings, do you have to bite your tongue a lot? Well, it's interesting. It's kind of lawyer to lawyer. Uh, 
is, is you're in a, in a law office and you're in three separate rooms and the, and the mediator goes from one to the next and says, you know, this and this, this, this. So it, it, it's, it's kind of, it's not like how you, the, all of us would solve a problem. It, it's, you know, usually you'd say, hey, Randy, this is the way I feel. Oh, Dave, that's a good point. You know, Carrie, this is the way I feel. You know, and, and then you either agree to agree or agree to disagree. So I'm hopeful we can have more person-to-person conversation uh, at, because I think that's the way the real world works. And uh, so, you know, at least we're getting some interest. It is frustrating. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but it's uh, we, we also don't want to make a mistake and have these funds go poof with nothing to show for it. Absolutely. Dave, thanks so much for the explanation and the time today. We do appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll stay in touch. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dave Spence, uh, he is vice chair of the RSA, $512 million, trying to divvy that up. And whenever you have that kind of money, doesn't matter who the entity is, if it's the the four of us in this room or if it's the city, county, and and RSA, coming up with – a solution for determining where that money goes is tough. Yeah, I mean, I I think it is because it's interesting when you hear multi-generational and how that's going to help because I think you could say... You could argue, hey, you could fix things now and that will have a multi-generational benefit because say that you give the dome the upgrades it needs, it only attracts more conventions, it attracts more games, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, you look at the other, you know, big cities around the area, you have a Nashville, you have a Kansas City, you even have Indy. They're upgrading their facilities and St. Louis needs to follow suit in order to continue to get more sporting events and also conventions to the area as well, which will help create that multi-generational, you know, money that we're hoping for here in St. Louis. I think no, no matter what you do, not everyone is going to be pleased with where the money is allocated because, you know, someone is always going to feel something else should be done. Um, I think when you think about, you know, the programs and, and, and maybe making things safer, making people feel safer, making the community feel uh, safer where people can go in different places and not have to worry about car break ins or, or things of that nature. Those are the things that when you look at that money, I would like. I mean, and as I said, everyone is going to have an opinion, uh, but but I think most people would like those that money to be allocated to programs that help you know, youth, help inner city, help people that can help the, the the city in general to be a safer place for people to enjoy those events downtown and not have to worry about any of the issues that could, could arise. And I do believe in my heart of hearts that the region would benefit by, to make it multi-generational, just live off of the interest, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're making $21 million a year, seven for the Dome, seven for the county, seven for the city, I know it's in their budget, that's a drop in the bucket, right. but it's still a pretty good thing to have. And then you've got a nice rainy day fund, too, if, if you need to dig into the, the $500 million. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.